Welcome to That's Just Our Culture, the podcast where we go digging for the ultra highs and scary lows of the multicultural relationships that we and so many others have enjoyed, hated or aspired to. We are your hosts, Nick and Sedge, and this week we're talking engagement, something that many listeners will have done or will do or might want to do or might regret doing or might not be interested in at all. Sedge, I would say getting engaged to you is obviously the best thing I've ever done. Um, you'd probably agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, I want to know straight off the bat, did you always want to get married? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get married, to be honest with you, and obviously to you. Yeah, it was just ingrained in me from a young age. You get married... You know, you go to university. No, you go pri- go to private school. You go to university. You get a job. You get a boyfriend. You get engaged. You get married, and you have kids, and you get a house. Just always. Yeah. So everyone always goes to private school. I think that <laughs> again, the difference in our upbringings is um. No, that's obviously not true. <laughs> However, I did go to private school. But anyway, um, yeah, okay. So it was just kind of that was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. That was a thing to do. Yeah. Were well, you dating with a view of getting married? You're dating people thinking, can I marry this person? Um, sometimes. But sometimes you were dating because they were rich or hot. Definitely, yeah, some of them probably not because I wanted to get married to them. Mm. Yeah, me. <laughs> me for one of them. Um, okay, and is any of that cultural? I mean, it depends. Like the people that I didn't want to necessarily be with long term, I probably was like, this isn't someone someone who my family would love. But the people, i.e. you, who um, I wanted to be with, it was, yeah, I had to think very carefully about whether that person's going to fit into the family um, and whether it was going to be taken well or not. Taken well. Yeah. And I think today we might uncover that Maybe it wasn't taken well. But what about the general um, belief about getting married? Was that, do you think that in your kind of family's eyes, it was a non negotiable that you had to get married? Mm, yeah. And absolutely. probably to a man. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely non negotiable. Um, are you a man? <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Non negotiable. Like you just had to get married. And also getting married after 30 was like, not not cool. I remember my cousin actually got married. Um, she's a bit older than me. She got married probably in her late twenties, and it was like a bit of panic in the in the family that you know is she going to get married um, <laughs> in her late twenties? Yeah, and she was in her late twenties, maybe like twenty seven, twenty eight. I think. Interestingly, that was my age when I got married. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't panicking. It wasn't twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty nine. If anything, I thought I was getting married quite young. I felt like I was getting married much younger than I thought I would have. Yeah, well, growing up, it was, in my mind, I was like, I'll get married at, you know, latest 25, and then I'll have kids by before 30, and then, yeah, then it, I'm all sorted for for after 30. How old were your parents when they got married, do you know? 25. They were the same And age. they had a joint um, wedding with my auntie. That's... Crazy. Can you yeah. tell me what that is? What do you mean? They just had a... They married your auntie. <laughs> no, they had a joint... <laughs> what, a beautiful, what a beautiful marriage. They had a joint... I, if, if given the chance to object to that wedding, if it was like the sort of Hollywood film, I might have objected no, on the so... grounds that that was 
No, they, <laughs> my mum got married to my dad. My auntie got married to her husband and it was just like a double wedding. Yeah, okay. Yeah, save the money, you know, yeah. get married at the same time. Um, efficiency at scale mm. type of thing. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I actually, I think my parents were in their 30s when they were married. I could do the math on it, um, but I also can't do that. I think I'm totally the opposite, and this might not be every everyone's like value set growing up where I grew up and in that kind of time, i.e. in the 90s when every young white male from Australia had the name Nick and, you know, life was good and golden. I think a lot of my friends' parents were divorced and mine were also divorced. I think it was a really common trend where I grew up and I think in Australia that kind of like half of every family, the parents split up when the kids were around about sort of end of school years, you know, coming to 18. Um, And I think like we would even joke about once the youngest child's 18, they're out and the kids are out. That's so And then the marriage is done. My mum would like not have that. She would not have us leaving the house at 18. What? They, wait, is that what you just said? What, you wouldn't have a child leaving the house at 18? Yeah, she it just, sorry, is that what you said? I'm saying that when the youngest kids finished school and left the house at 18, yeah. which is normal, yeah. then the kids, then the parents would get divorced. Oh, sorry, I obviously wasn't listening to you properly. Yeah, essential that we do listen to each other on this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess divorce, very common. My parents were divorced. Um I have, you know, amazing, amazing memories of our family and them being, you know, the four of us, my sister and I living with my two parents when they were married. And I also do remember a lot of conflict and I think they got divorced for really legitimate reasons. Um, Not that there are illegitimate reasons to get divorced, but I'm just saying that it was, I think, a good decision that they made to do that because I think I saw them have a better relationship after being divorced. Um, And I guess the impression that left on me kind of seeing daily struggle and seeing arguments, seeing conflict and kind of feeling on edge living with two people in a relationship that there were struggles in, it kind of deterred me from wanting to get married. I didn't see myself as someone who would get married because I'm unlovable. No, very lovable. But also just maybe some of the lifestyle things, I think I sort of saw myself as someone who would live a very free and like easygoing kind of existence. Maybe there's a bit of the Australian spirit in there you know, going around the world, traveling, doing things. And all of these factors led me to thinking that marriage wasn't going to be good for that, which I think obviously is very wrong, um, especially if you marry mm. marry wealthy. Then the travel opportunities are much more, mm. which I've found. Thank you, Sedge. <laughs> so I think, I think yeah, I, I definitely hadn't seen myself getting married. I definitely thought if I did get married, it would be later in life. But obviously I did, mm. and to you. That, yeah, and op- definitely opposite because it w- it's just not, not an option or, you know, in my parents' generation was not an option to get divorced in the Indian community. So even if you were unhappy, it just wasn't an option. So I guess we growing up didn't see much divorce with our like friends pa- or like, you know, our cousins with our parents, whatever. Um, it just wasn't an option. So I guess so different, so opposite to what you've just described. Probably wasn't super healthy because, you know, maybe you, you saw and went through arguments or heard arguments from your parents and you just thought that was part of marriage, I guess. And maybe that has trickled into 
whole married life, I don't know. So I guess you might have situations where people are in bad marriages that are unhealthy. Yeah. And they don't definitely. feel like it's viable to get out. Yeah, definitely. Was that not scary then, thinking about I'm going to get married and if it's bad and if I have to leave it, that's going to be really hard for me? No, because I don't think we were given the – like it was almost like you don't have the option to right. to leave. So you just you say it's just like, More okay, well, there's, yeah, it's just that's just in my life. Hopefully I marry someone that's good. Yeah. I don't think either one attitude is better or worse than the other. I think it's good when couples have the option to end their marriages if they're bad for them. I mean, that's such a dumb comment. Obviously, that's a good thing. Mm. And I, but I think that process should be easy and it should be it should be something that is kind of without shame and people can take pride in making a smart decision about leaving a relationship. Because I've obviously left relationships in the past and I've thought to myself, well, I think to myself now, if I'd been married to that person, that's a bloody nightmare. So I think it's nice to be able to have that ability. But then again, um, the kind of integrity, this like ironclad strength of a of an Indian marriage. You know, maybe I think that would also have many other benefits. I think, you know, your parents, your father passed away, your parents were there till the end. That's special. That's good. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So my parents were with each other at the end as well when my dad died. So maybe it just works, it, you know, different strokes for different folks and such. That's how I grew up. That's, how, that's not to say that that's how I felt. That's not how I feel necessarily now. Obviously, we're married, but it obviously changed. Obviously, I got to 25 and I wasn't married at that point. So um, you must have I had to shift. A lot of failure. Yeah, lots of failure. I had to shift. But I guess even to this day, I know that I'd st- I would still want to be married. If I hadn't met you, mm. I would probably still at this point want to be married. Yeah. So we kind of came to it from different places. We were obviously together for a few years and then at one point we made a decision to get married or, you know, you obviously decided for us both that we were ready to get married. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I wanted to do it as well. That must have been different for you because you had all these expectations around marriage. You just kind of said you weren't the age you thought it would happen at getting engaged. Um, I obviously different kind of person to what your parents might have had in mind um, for your engagement. Because today I want to talk all about the engagement stuff. I think marriage we could talk about forever um, with so many people. And I think it's imp- I think it's useful because if listeners aren't married, they might want to be married or they might be thinking, why did I get married? Yeah, or, I don't want to be married. Or I don't want to be married, which yeah. I think is a great opinion as well. But, you know, something switched and you thought, we're going to get married. We were diamond ring shopping. It was a great time. Was there anything bubbling underneath, any nerves about this decision? About getting married to you? Yeah. When you add on all the layers of the expectation. Um, mm, no, not really. Like genuinely, not really. Apart from the fact that like none of my family knew we were going out. <laughs> yeah. So who did know? I mean, mum, my brother, my cousin. A select group. Yeah, but n- none of the like, none of the people who I was told to not tell, basically. So when we were, when we first met and I think we kind of liked each other and we'd maybe been seeing each other a little bit, your mum came out to Australia um, just to visit you on a holiday. And we, you and I were part of the same friendship group in Melbourne at the time. And you had to go away to Sydney or Byron Bay doing something fun for work for a weekend. And we, as a friendship group around you, were going to a vineyard, wineries around Melbourne for a day on a Saturday or whatever. 
and you kind of like, mum, why don't you go with them? You'll have a great time. And because I can see the future and I foresaw our life unfolding together because I was so keen even after a few short so months. Keen. <laughs> so um, keen. So I kind keen. of was like this is going to be an interesting day for me because I'm going to spend the day with your mum and we're kind of like starting to be a bit of a thing. And so I, she was wearing a beautiful sari. Was she? She wasn't wearing a sari. I think she would have been wearing like an Indian outfit. An Indian outfit maybe, yeah. not a sari. Yeah. Um, I drank a lot of wine that day. I can't remember the details. I sat next to her on the bus and it was like an hour and a half bus ride down to the wineries and we spoke the whole time and I took a lot of interest in um, her and her life. She told me all about growing up in East Africa. It was a great day. I think we really got on. We bonded over some passion fruit gelato. She told me about how her servants used to get <laughs> bring passion fruit in um, for her when she wanted it growing up. I felt uncomfortable with the concept of servants and I told her that I had passion fruits in my house. So, like, if you've got passion fruits in common... Well, that's a friendship. What about the mangoes? Wasn't it the mangoes that you're talking about? Or was we, that a different... Juicy, juicy mango. We didn't yeah. talk about mangoes. Oh, okay, no. I like mangoes, though. No, was it, wasn't there a time when she didn't be... Not mangoes, coconuts. Coconut. The coconuts didn't grow in... Yeah, a bit of gaslighting going on. This in was, Australia? This was at a dinner after our wedding in Australia where we treated um, the families to dinner out place called Daughter-in-Law Byron Bay. Look it up. It's great. And I think I ordered a green coconut and your mum's like, how do you know what these are? I was like, oh, because I've- Oh, was it there? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. I've had green coconut. She said, when? How? I was like, just in my life growing up here. She said, you don't get those here. They're from India. No, oh, East Africa. No, East Africa or, or, or India. India. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to tell you because I had a <laughs> coconut tree at my house growing up. Coconuts are, they're global. They Coconuts have gone global. So yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is we had a wonderful day. We built a friendship very early on into knowing each other well before you and I were anything serious. But when did you actually introduce – can you remember when you told your mum that we were dating? I think I was like, oh, Nick really likes me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but that's true, right? Yes, true. I just don't know if that's a fair representation of the full – emotions oh no she was like yeah I was like oh yeah Nick really likes me I feel like she maybe asked I can't actually even remember she dialed in but I was like oh no yeah he really likes me so annoying um <laughs> but, then, but then she was like oh I thought he was dating it looks like he was dating someone like someone else in our friendship group which was like quite random because she picked up I on the think, vibe I don't think you ever really were together much like alone you and our friend, so yeah. random. Um, and I think it probably just... She put it together. She was another tall white girl. So yeah. this is, I assumed that they were an item. Um, so I think I just kind of slowly drip fed it to her. Mm. And I guess it was so much easier because I wasn't in the UK. So when she came to visit, she probably came to visit, what, two or three times during yeah. that, that period over the few years. So it was kind of easier to drip feed the information but like genuinely right at the beginning it was you know we were kind of dating mm. so it wasn't like anything serious and I guess you know people would definitely understand those who come from an Indian background um or an Asian background is you in my I guess definitely in my generation or my age you it, it took a while to introduce someone to your family especially in your like teens or your 20s you don't introduce people unless like you think it's going to be serious or someone that you know 
you're going to get engaged to or you're going to marry because then it means that because essentially you're supposed to only be with one person. Mm. So if you're introducing loads of different people, it's that's not, not a good look. Not a good look. So I just was kind of drip feeding that we were really good friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's so different and, because yeah. I, I probably told my mum via a text. Did you? Probably. Uh, or a phone no, call. No, no, I think they met me when they came to Melbourne. Yeah, but it wasn't like we met up for breakfast and then there was just a person there. Mm. I obviously told – I think that for me, you know, telling your parents that you're dating someone is so not a big – it's very like a casual flippant kind of thing, mm. just a phone call or a text. Mm. Um, and there's almost kind of ambivalence. I feel like um, my parents – like, oh, oh, you're dating someone. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. Using precious time, I could be out doing my walks right now, Nick. Um, that kind of situation. So, it's a, yeah, very, much more casual – thing yeah i can see how that would be very stressful for you so we kind of got used to the idea and i think that the relationship kind of built when i decided that i was ready to get engaged i sort of had a moment and i thought yes we can do this i'm ready to bump it up next level relationship to engagement and i felt good about that but i from day one of that process did not feel excited about talking to your family about it because I was a secret, you know, no one knew about me outside of your mum and your brother. And I'd met your brother loads. Like we, you know, we'd done, my cousins and, and some of your cousins we'd done things with. Sounds kind of weird, but like done normal things with, like spent time with. But I guess there was, you have so many, you have such a big family as well all over the world. And I just, we found it so awkward to think that they would meet me when we were engaged or, mm. or learn about me. Mm. But that's like just, that's the trend. That's on, tr- that's on trend. Meet that is on trend as on brand. You literally <laughs> meet like whoever you're getting engaged to, you literally meet them probably like a week before or like, you know, in the months leading up because the kid has said, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose or I'm gonna get proposed to by this person. It's been negotiated. So then you kind of very quickly introduce, which yeah. is I guess essentially what mum did. She I think she knew that we were gonna get engaged at, you know, in the near fu- very, very near future. Probably, and you'll probably tell everyone about that that phone call. Um, but she probably, start, I think she started telling like my family. Oh, I think Cedril's, you know, seeing someone. I'd love to tell everyone about that phone call. Top phone call of my life. So, you and I did something very progressive and modern, I think, and we bought your engagement ring together. Oh, we didn't co-finance it. I paid for it. I was delighted to, but we chose it together, which yeah. was really fun. I recommend that to any So couple. fun. Yeah. It was so fun. I recommend it for a couple of reasons. I like trying all of the rings on. Yeah, it was fun. We went to Sid. We lived in Melbourne, so we went on holiday to Sydney and went to a bunch of ring shops. We went to Melbourne and fewer ring shops gave us champagne whilst ring shopping than yeah. I expected. Yeah, so rude. I think it was zero. I think that's like we were full on expecting it. Yeah, I was I was gagging for that champagne. Mm. I thought I'm out here speculating about diamonds. I'm a diamond speculator. I need some champers to see me through. You know, even the place we bought the ring or we, I, bought the ring from, they didn't give me champagne when we chose it. They didn't give me champagne when I snuck back to pay for it. And they didn't give me anything when I... Yeah, they did. Or when I picked it up, they gave me a bottle. Yeah. Oh, wow. The relationship healed. But yeah, no, really fun. Highly recommend um, buying a ring together because you avoid getting it wrong. Can you imagine spending tens of thousands of Australian dollars, which is, you know... 20 or 30 pounds, so 
What about when I was trying all the different rings on? Yeah, this was insane. So at the diamond ring shops or at the jewellery shops, they have fake rings made of plastic just to kind of show you the different styles. And you would try it on and be like, hmm, sorry, what carrot's this? And they'd say, that's zero. That's not any carrot. That is a, that's a piece of glass there. That's not real. And you'd be like, okay, cool. Try on a different one. And how many carrots is that? <laughs> like we're not just handing out diamonds here and I just feel like you're not listening. Um, <laughs> You know, the vibe was very much, I don't want to hear. Yeah, but I was more like saying like. You were bad this, at, this at identifying like, a diamond. This is like equivalent to a carrot, like what size Yeah, this yeah, would be. if it was equivalent. Yeah. If this was a diamond, come on a journey with me. I get that it's glass, but if it wasn't, um, I was tempted to buy you a glass ring. And, I mean, you wouldn't know if I didn't. Um. So got the ring, all good. So I got the bought ring. Bought it. Yeah, bought the ring. and Bought it home. I had it at home, I was excited, and I had in mind when I was going to propose. And that trip, I was going to do it on a trip we had planned. And it was coming up, it was getting closer and closer. And I think we were one week out and I hadn't spoken to your mum yet. And obviously with your father passed away and me for some reason suddenly just reverting to a real patriarchy, don't even know why that occurred to me, but I knew I couldn't talk to your dad about it. I knew I had to talk to your mum, the boss of your family. And I knew I had to, but I really didn't want to because I knew it would not be a smooth chat. Um, and so I was messaging her for a few weeks like, hey, hey, what's going on? How about we have a little powwow on the phone? Why don't we get – hey, we haven't spoken on the phone for ages. And I think she was <laughs> immediately like, what is it that you want? <laughs> And one of her responses was, we should have a conversation about our fu- your future with my daughter. It was very serious. I was like, okay, great. Um, the, the, the stage is set for a great chat. And um, I put it off and put it off. And then one day you were out. I was walking our dog. We were a week away from the engagement when I'd planned it. And I had my phone and I just thought, rip the Band-Aid. I'm doing it. So I messaged her, can you talk around? And she said, yes. I was so nervous. Picked up the phone, rang her. She picked up, Hello. Very serious. And I was straight out the gate. I just said, hey, mother-in-law, Sedge and I have been together. Mummy G. Mummy G. Mum and I. Sedge and I have been together a long time and we love each other and we know we want to spend the rest of our lives together and we've decided we'd like to get married. So I'm going to propose to Sedge next weekend and I wanted to call you and let you know. And I said all that at once. I got it out there, I laid it down. And um, I think she was completely silent. And she just said, okay, I need you to talk to um, a family friend first before I can give you my blessing. I was like, what now? (laughs) And she mentioned this guy by name who I now know. He's awesome. But I was like, who? Bearing in mind we were like in Australia. You never met like any of these people. I was a secret. Yeah. I didn't exist. Um, I was like, who is that? She said, oh. He's extremely close with – he's like a father to Sedge. And I was like, I've – she's never brought him up, ever. <laughs> I'm not doubting – I'm not saying they're not close. I'm just saying father seems to be an exaggeration because I've never heard of him. Um, and I was like, what do you want me to do? She said, I need you to call him and have a conversation with him first. He'll ask you some questions about your career, what you want to do in life, what you've been, what you studied – what what you know? What your parents do? What my it? parents do? Um, all of this about your family life, your values, your morals. And I was like, I said to her, I really, I don't want to do that because for me, I just thought, how awkward! <laughs> it's a stranger, 
and I was kind of thinking, would would this stranger really want to have that conversation with me? And to be honest, I was also quite offended because I just thought, you know, I am worthy. <laughs> like I think I'm a decent person and I've tried to live a good life and why should any of that influence whether Sedge and I get married? And also we'd already decided. So it's not like if I'd had that conversation, this guy was like, what, you are a mess. You are an atrocious mess and I will <laughs> never sign off on this marriage. Can you imagine if I then just got home, I was like, oh, my God, I've got terrible news. We have to break up now. You'd be like, why? But I can't tell you. <laughs> um, but anyway, I kind of on the phone, I said to your mum, I said, look, I'm happy to have the conversation, but just so you know, next weekend I actually am proposing regardless. I, I, She's probably just in pure panic at that point. Panic mode. And I said, I she said, probably I, just didn't know what to, to do. Or didn't say. know what to do. Yeah, I, I said I'm more just telling you, so you're not, you know, so you know, because I, you know, it's good for you to know. I actually didn't even tell my own parents. I wanted. Oh, to, didn't you? No. Oh I, no, you didn't. Well, I didn't tell them oh. in advance. I wanted to surprise them. Oh. Surprise. Oh. Um, surprise. <laughs> and yeah, so I said, okay, look, I'll have the conversation, but it's just so you know, it's not going to influence my decision. But if you share his details, and so she shared his details after, and then she messaged me and said, could you let me know your your company and role just so I can let him know before your conversation, <laughs> I don't know, which I did. I was very happy to share my um, company and role for a little background check. Um, a DNA swab. Yeah, it was, it was great. But the next day your mum messaged me and said, look, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm so delighted that you're going to get married. I know you make Sedge so happy, all of this. And she said, of course, you have my blessing. Which was a great outcome because I didn't want to. You're stressed. I was a bit stressed. Stressed. I think maybe I was also just a bit shy about it. I mm. just felt, like, I just felt a bit nervous to do it. And I don't know these conversations. I find very awkward, serious, emotional conversations. Ugh, have a hard time with. Yeah, I get, and especially coming from someone like you who wasn't you know, naturally wanting to get married growing up and mm. this isn't probably something that you thought you would have to do. So it'd probably be a bit awkward. I think maybe also if when, you know, mum found out that we were going out, I guess her preference was meeting someone who was Indian. Um, I guess if that wasn't an issue and it was, you know, you knew that mum was happy about, like fully happy about a relationship. I mean, she absolutely adores you now. Yeah. And it's like, and she adored you then as well, but like, you know. It, it so much time had to re- Had to like grow into it yeah. basically. But if it was kind of instantly, yeah, love him, so happy that you guys are together, then you probably, it probably would be very different you yeah. calling her, making that, that call to her. If we were starting from a position of strength, calling yes. to ask for or to – to talk to t- about the to, engagement would have been yeah. an easier. It would be more like an involvement, like, oh, I'm just like involving you to let you know that yeah. we're planning we're- the engagement ceremony. Let's plan this. Mm. But obviously I didn't know about any of that then. And I think your mum, yes, she would have preferred an Indian person. Um, but probably even an Indian person would be second best to a Gujarati guy. Yeah. So well, someone who's Oh Jane. Oh my god, she would Die if it was someone who was changed of joy, love, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of joy, yeah. <laughs> she'd be instantly killed. Yeah, no, she'd the, the, oh the, my god, the, she'd love it. The good feelings would instantly kill her. Yeah, she would absolutely love it. But I think that as far as Jane values and oh, my yeah. values go, yeah, yeah, not that far off. Yeah, you really did learn about the Jane values. I did my best. I 
I am not a religious person and I tried really hard to kind of find, see myself in some of the Jain systems and beliefs that were more, I guess, contemporary, contemporary leaning. Some of the... Like nonviolence. Such as nonviolence <laughs> or um, the attitude of Nonviolence, so let's get a dog. Nonviolence. Equals get a dog. Equals get a dog. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I didn't want to be violent and I knew that if I didn't own a dog, a dog would die. <laughs> so I had to get one. Um, but also the attitude of sort of letting letting things go, if like forgive forgiveness easily mm. and letting things go. Interestingly, not something I see practised around these parts with the um, Jane community in North Northwest London. They seem to hold grudges. Yeah, lots of grudges. Like pros. But, you know, that's their journey. Bit I'm like on my it. own journey. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing things my way. Yeah. Right? I'm my own uh, modern man trying to work his way through a Jane family and that's good stuff. But, yeah, look, I get it. And I think she obviously missed out on um, – something amazing, which would have been having a, a, a potentially a Jane son-in-law and getting to do everything exactly how she dreamed about it with this engagement. Hmm. And so, I mean, I get that she didn't get that. I, I, under, I appreciate that she didn't get that. I don't feel like there's nothing I didn't get because, yeah, like you said, this was all kind of an outlying thing for me. It's hmm. not like I had a, <laughs> you know, it's not like. It's not like you were highly, like, aggressively Christian and yeah it's not like I'm aggressively <laughs> Christian yeah so I didn't have any expectations around how engagement would go um but I certainly hoped it would be less awkward than it was I think also huge credit to mum I think it wasn't something that she is you know probably didn't grow up or when she had me me and my brother thought you know this is the life I want for them and bless her she did try to like change the way that she thought and the way that she kind of she tailored you know her wants to her kids being happy mm. and you know I do see that and she is she kind of would do anything for us now right like you can't we come over and she's like what does Nick want to eat what does he want to do like you know he she lo- loves you so chili paneer and nuts exactly yeah so I think um it just takes some time um and probably that that moment when you called her, she was just a bit like, okay, this is like very conflicting for the however many years of what I wanted and mm. now it's going to it's gonna be something else and I'm fine. Thousands and of I'm years of happy, tradition. Yeah, I'm happy and fine with it, but it's still a conflict. So she probably needed to have a bit of a buffer time to be like, you have to call this family friend for approval. It's kind of buying more yeah. time. And plus dad wasn't there, so... Again, very traditional. She needs a man's approval or, you know, someone to tell her it's okay to say yes. Mm. Um, So, yeah. I wonder if she was dreading the phone call. She must have sensed it. She must have received some vibrations through. I think so. I think she would have been quite nervous. I think she would be quite. So we're both nervous. I think she would have been nervous. I think she'd been nervous to talk to you. She didn't ever want you to think badly of her. Like she wanted to make sure that you had a good impression of yeah. her. So I think she was probably quite nervous about what you were going to say. I think and then that, she panicked. Yeah, she panicked. We all, I panicked also. If people are listening to this conversation and they are dating outside of their culture, they're in a multicultural relationship, which we think are the best ones. And if it's coming up to that kind of meeting families we're getting serious, we're going to do this long term, so we need a 
kind of get people introduced, right? I actually reflect and think to myself, I wish I'd perhaps been a bit more myself in the early days meeting your mum because I think that I tried to be more of a person that she would find agreeable. Mm. So I was – so some things I think, yeah, great, keep that. Um, you know, I tried to find common ground. Passion fruit, brilliant example. Although coconuts. everyone likes passion fruit. Juicy coconuts. Juicy coconuts. Your mum and I did bond over juicy fruits, essentially. Um, <laughs> but I think I also tried to kind of subdue parts of my personality, you know, maybe being a bit more loud, the fact that, you know, little things like my diet, like I've eaten meat and I absolutely love it. I choose not to now, but, you know, I'm a pescatarian and I think I kind of hid that stuff to try and be liked, which worked then, I think. But in the long run, now I just... I think maybe I looked a bit inauthentic then because now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually kind of different to mm, yeah, the person you maybe. met. Maybe. You know what I mean? I guess that's why so many times mom's been like, oh, you were, what was it, tricking me? Yeah, tricking her. <laughs> she felt tricked, whereas I felt like I was just trying to... Find common ground. Trying to find common ground and trying not to be, you know, trying to be as least offensive as possible to someone for whom I'd be a very different kind of person. Because mm. your mum's not really hanging out with a lot of white guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> like no. if you think about it. No. Some neighbours. Yeah, some neighbours. There's one across the road. Yeah. But not many others. No. Which is interesting. Hmm. I'm somewhat the um, the outlier in the social circle. Hmm. Hmm. A gateway to white culture, hmm. which I'm exactly. happy to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's probably something I would try and do is maybe maybe acknowledging that we all wanted what was best, which we all we all had a common goal of wanting you to feel loved and happy, as in the daughter of the in-laws or the 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 child of the in-laws. So we all kind of wanted that. We probably just could have rallied around that a bit more. What would you tell people? How can you help someone going through this right now? It's it's actually really difficult. And the reason why I'm hesitating is because if I were to do this whole situation again, I would probably still do it the same way. Yeah. Because of how I was brought up and I guess the expectations that were on me. So like advice for someone in my, like literally my position mm. as an Indian girl brought up in London, gone to Australia, come back with, you know, a white husband, uh, Australian husband. I, I just, I don't know. I actually don't know what you would do differently because it's almost like the fear of doing something wrong or something to upset. Like I didn't want to upset my my mom or my, even my parents when I was growing up um, with the person that I dated. So it was like really, really tricky I mean, I guess if I were to do it now, obviously I'm older and I would probably be way more open with my mum. Mm. But still, like, it's, I still get scared of mum. I still, <laughs> I still, like, I still um, have to be careful about how I frame things because I don't want her to get upset. Mm. You know? Yeah, we tread on eggshells. We're all just very cautious about each other's feelings in mm. this situation, which is nice, isn't it? Mm. That's a nice thing, but... um. You know, is it good for us? Should we just be more honest? No. Yeah, so yeah if, I just... If you're going through it, be authentic, be honest. I think telling them slowly, do it, you know... I, I genuinely think telling my mum slowly was, was for me, was better. It yeah. felt like it was more manageable for me because I'm not just managing her, trying to manage her emotions, I'm also managing mine. And I'd rather not have, like, a get a lecture... Yeah. You know, all in one go. I'd rather like drip drip feed it again. So is that good advice? I don't know. But I think it's it's personally 
how it worked for me. And we're now in a position where, you know, she loves you and mm. we're fine now. There's light at the end of the tunnel for anyone going through it. I think maybe one more thing is just how important it is to maybe let them have that time. And maybe if you're having a conversation like I had, which was the sort of I'd like to, I'm going to propose to your daughter, and I got offended quickly by the prospect of having to kind of be vetted by a stranger, mm. I should have just like let that go mm. and maybe had the foresight that it was just an adjustment. Your mum was making an adjustment. And in these situations, people are going to people are going to need some time to kind of come around to it. Mm. Having a bit of patience and just letting, especially people who are maybe a bit more stuck in their ways, a bit coming at it who have the most change to come to terms with is what I'm saying, maybe yeah. giving them a bit more time yeah. and kind of reserving any feelings of offence and just saying, cool, that's you, let's talk about it in a day. Yeah. Funny, sorry, I forgot to kind of add this in, but it's funny that you said mum texts you the next day after you um, were on the phone to her and she said, I'm sorry, like I'm, I give you my mm. blessing. And then when we got engaged, do you remember when we called her and she was like, has Nick called <laughs> The family friend or or your brother. And I was like, huh? Huh? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, so we got engaged in a kind of country house in regional Victoria. The dogs were there. I'm going to say I think that people who know that proposals are coming soon should bloody act like it because I've had a lot of friends tell me the same thing, that it was a nightmare getting their fiancé or, you know, engaged partner to act appropriately leading up to the engagement. Like how many stories, yeah, I was down on one knee, she's looking at clouds. Or with you, I just felt it was so obvious that that weekend we were going to get engaged and you were just making life so difficult. I was not. You, I, <laughs> Yeah, you, you had a pleasant experience, but you weren't me I'm on the so other side. I'm so tired. We'd... When we were driving out there to this little accommodation, we passed a, a vineyard and and I'm like, oh, my God, be- imagine a beautiful vineyard. Should we stop? It? Nah, I'm like, I'm actually not hungry um, and I don't really want to be drinking at 3 p.m. Like, That's not No, 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 true. let's do it. Um, but we stopped at a vineyard. We picked up champagne. We drive out to the house. The dogs are there. It, it's perfect. I had the ring hidden in a shoe, these big boots, and I packed the boots in their box to give another layer of protection and I packed that in the bag. And I remember when, before we left, you're like, why are you taking your shoe box? <laughs> don't, don't, just take the shoes. And you started opening it. I was Bossy. Like, I was like, don't touch my stuff. Bossy. <laughs> don't touch my things. Yeah, don't touch my stuff. I don't believe in bossy. That's bossy. a bad term. Bossy. Yeah, but you, but you were bossy, being bossy. But I was bossy. Yeah, yeah. We reject the term bossy, but in that context... You're being quite bossy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I had the ring stowed away and I kind of was laying a plan because it's getting dark. I said, Sedge, as soon as we get inside, it's fireplace on, champagne in fridge, I'll make a cheese board and then let's sit down for champagne and cheese by the fire. And the extra secret step is and then I'll propose to you. And you said, mm, no, I'm tired. I'm going to put my pyjamas on. I no, like, I was like, I want to go for a shower. Yeah, I have a shower first, get my pyjamas on. We were dressed quite nicely for the lunch we'd had. I was like, yeah, cool. We could do that. Or let's just sit down first, half an hour, get really comfy, be really nice. We'll be wearing our lovely outfits, looking great. And then you're like, nah, as soon as we pull up, ping, into the bedroom, little pyjamas on. Shower. No, I went for a shower and, and I had my full on um like p- pajama suit. Yeah, you you used to wear these and and these uh, dressing gown. Sort of pajama so suit. These flannel pajama suits. It's the generator generator powered house. It's yeah, awful. freezing. Off grid. Yeah, I believe in um, net zero, but off grid cabins not as fun. Yeah. 
much more cold. Um, so I thought, okay, we'll just do this. And I got into my pyjamas as well. We had a little pyjama party, cheese board, <laughs> fire on. It was very stressed, champagne in the fridge. Pour the glasses, sat you down, get the dog settled, cheese board there, and you're just like feasting on cheese. You're just going insane, picking up the dips. And I was sitting there with the ring and I, I literally said, Sedge, please put the dip down for a second. And you were like, what? And looked at me. Sorry? You're I was like, like, what? Huh? With a dip. <laughs> like a little Like a little like gremlin. Yeah, like a little dip gremlin. <laughs> I need my brie. Um, please put the dip down. Just drop the brie for one moment. And you looked at me and I said, will you marry me? And you said yes. And it was great and the dogs went crazy. We kissed and we cuddled. It was awesome. And then we sort of wanted to do the ring around. So first call was your mum? I think so, yeah. And there was like hardly any reception so we couldn't FaceTime. Couldn't FaceTime. Bad reception in the countryside. So we ring your mum and you're like, mum, I've got great news to tell you. I'm here with Nick. Nick's just proposed to me. We're engaged. And your mum says, but has he called... The family friend yet? First thing she said. And you looked at me like, what? Because <laughs> you didn't know about the whole family so friend confused. thing. And I was just like, don't don't tell her about it. Don't mention it. <laughs> just say yes. Like, just say yes. Just say I did. Oh, my God, it was a nightmare. I fully thought I didn't have to do that after her sending me the text message saying she was happy with it. But I guess she still thought I would. Yeah. Oh, no good. And we've met that guy. Well, I've met him. You obviously knew him, family friend, since we moved over here. Legend. Mm. He wore speed dealer shades to our wedding mm. and like an absolute king. Yeah. Yeah, king Love vibes. It. He had a sick party when we moved here. Yeah. Catered. He had a party to launch his like launch his backyard, his recently landscaped backyard. And he had a party with about 50 people, full bar, cocktails going round, canapes. It was unreal. Yeah, it was very good. I love that man. Yeah. He's a great man. <laughs> sorry to this man. I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> you know, we thought it had gone away, but it was the first thing your mum asked. Do you think she was happy for us on that phone call? Uh, no. <laughs> I think she was really panicked at that specific moment in time. But maybe she thinks differently. But I think it's more just the way that she comes across when you give her information and she's, like, not expecting it at that specific time. Yeah. A little bit like me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little, little bit like me. Interesting. So I think she was maybe caught off guard even though you'd – Obviously told her that it was going to happen. She had a week's notice. And then I remember speaking to my brother and a sister-in-law. They were like super happy. And then I was like, you know, I told my brother, I was like, I'm not sure if mom's actually like happy about us. And he was like, oh, no, she's so happy. She just called me and I was like, oh, so she called you before I called you to tell you. Um, (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) um, And she's like, no, no, she's so happy. Um, she like can't wait. She can't control her excitement. She's like trying to put together a message to like send out to everyone in like India and blah blah. Like you know, all our family members. I was like, gotta get the word. Really? Out. I was like, because the first thing she asked was whether Nick had messaged or like had <laughs> rung like our family friend or or called you. And he was like, what? Yeah. But so yeah, it was. Um, I think maybe maybe she didn't want to show her full on excitement to me. That's probably another thing with um like. I keep on saying Indian families, but I guess that's all I kind of know, really, in growing up. Yeah. But in Indian families, you just, it felt like you don't show, like, too much excitement if you are excited about something. It's almost like, oh, yeah. And I don't know whether it's just <laughs> kind of like a learnt thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but would show her excitement to other people. Stark contrast yeah. to the kind of Australian general demeanour of extreme excitement. Yeah. But then I spoke to her again, I think. Yeah. 
and very excited. And then came the announcement to the family. Yeah. So I think this is incredible. You would have had uncles and aunties, cousins, people around the world who on a Saturday morning had no idea you were even dating anyone and then on Sunday learned that you were in fact engaged to someone. No, actually, do you know what? I correct you though because I think maybe the few days leading up to it, Mum had probably started circulating the rumor soft that we launch. were that yeah soft launched you yeah, yeah. we'd been soft launched oh yes. that was that was good so the next day was very interesting for me because uh, we were invited to sort of announce ourselves to the family as engaged people and I would be meeting many of your uncle and aunties for the first time and this was over FaceTime but we did not get our own bespoke event for this it was tailed onto the annual prayers, um, mourning the, I guess, the anniversary of your, your dad's death, mm. which I didn't think enough about the timing of proposing to you the day before your dad's death anniversary. But um, I think it was, you know, like not a, not a, not a. I think it was like nice. Yeah, not a. Because yeah, it was like yeah. a, maybe a happy moment to tell everyone the next day. I did think about it quite hard. Oh, then. okay, good. <laughs> um, but. So there was this sort of prayers event and I've been to a couple of them now and it's kind of what, 45 minutes of mm. genuine prayer, sort of Jane prayer, mm. um, which is good. And I sat there for that and we were in this freezing cold. We had to drive to where we could get reception. It was so cold. We were huddled together <laughs> and just on video and I was kind of like, because when it started, it was a very serious prayer vibes. And so, you know, I just sort of, hello. And there was probably 20 people on maybe. Um, mm. And then when the prayers wrapped up, your mum just kind of said, so now I'm introducing Sedgwell's fiancé, Nick. Hello, Nick. And, oh, my God, the energy. The, I know, they loved it. They loved it. Yeah, it was. Sh- they're just shouting down on FaceTime. Yeah. And I think some of the uncles and aunties who I'd met were kind of, it was a bit of competition, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've we've met, him- met Nick, yeah. We went for beers with Nick. We've we, we've been for tea with Nick. <laughs> Thank you. I felt very um, fortunate. Very loved. Yeah, I felt very loved and hate to this day, I still do. But ultimately, getting engaged for us, if we thought that was tricky, we were kidding ourselves. That was a pleasure walk because what came next was much trickier, which is the pathway and lead up to planning our wedding. And that's something I'm excited to talk about another day, potentially in several parts, because there's a lot to unpack there. And that's it. That's all I can do. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Can't wait to talk to you again. See ya.